Welcome to the Myelin and Melanin podcast with Dawn and Dana. We are just two women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. Our listeners can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin. We also have a YouTube channel, so definitely subscribe. We will have new videos up for you all to watch pretty soon. We also can be found on our website uh, www.mylinandmelanin.com. And this is episode 36. 36. We yes. are really happy to continue our series, Beyond Montel, Black Men and MS. <laughs> and we are joined again by Carlos Kareem Wyndham. And just to give you a refresher, Carlos is an artist and educator. He's a musician, writer, lecturer, and comedian with more than 30 years experience in group facilitation, community organizing, training, and advocating for social justice, racial equity, and community empowerment. Okay, so I wanted to share with our listeners, um, people who don't have Instagram, that Dana posted this meme the other day on our Instagram page, or on our IG page. And the meme says, multiple sclerosis, one of the first lessons you learned from MS, accept, adjust, and adapt. However, since Dana and I were pretty much in denial for over a decade, right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we kind of felt like, you know, um, we felt as if there was more of denial or, or resistance. And, and is resistance like a pretty prettier word than denial? But, um, but I'm sorry, I just dove right in. I wanted to say, welcome back, Carlos. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining in. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be back. How, yes. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I am doing well. I've, uh, yeah, surprised at the level of bandwidth that, uh, continues to increase for me as my institutional and formal work responsibilities are decreasing uh, and mm -hmm. figuring out what that looks like, but, but really feeling um, in, in relatively uh, comfortable health these days. So that's nice. It's a, it's a, it's a nice change. So you, you are adapting. That is fantastic. <laughs> I, I am. I'm adapting right. and evolving. <laughs> I love or is that. It adjusting. Or is it adjusting? Exactly. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, so, you know, it, this, this, this meme struck a nerve. You know, um, we are intending to use that pun mm -hmm. at this moment. Right. And I think it really, but not in a bad way. And I think that a lot of people, or a lot of our, a lot of people that follow us enjoyed, you know, looking at this meme and kind of dissecting it and, and really thinking about it for themselves. Like, what does this mean for me? What is it, you know, what is adapting and accepting and adjusting mean? And I, I instantly thought, no, I resisted because I didn't want to accept the fact that my quote, cliche new normal was, you know, something that was different, different right. than, you know, what the world thinks is normal, you know? Right. And uh, when I hear you explain that, when I hear the word resist, is that another word for denial, delusion? You know, <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean, though? Because to say that Resist is a very strong word and it's a, a positive word. When I hear that, when I hear resistance, 
I think of a very strong, forceful, positive concept. But is that really what you were doing or what I was doing? Were we we resisting or were we really just in denial? Because there's a difference, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it was probably more so denial because resisting is like you're putting up a fight but then again I was putting up a fight but I was fighting against myself you know and not right. and not trying to accept and adjust the, to the fact that you know my body just wasn't working the way that I wanted it to I couldn't run I couldn't skip I couldn't hop right. you know so right. yeah what do you think Carlos I don't I don't know I do think it's a prettier word resisting you know more versus denial I, I think I I evolved into resistance. I just freaked the fuck out is what I did. <laughs> you know? Like I, yeah. I I got scared. Uh I wanted to get second and third opinions. Uh mm. I was willing to do everything uh up to the spinal tap. I was like, nah, put me in your magnetic machine. <laughs> you know, let's get it. Right. Uh but yeah, it to get to resistance, I think, took me a while. And this is the first time I'm thinking about it. But if I think about it sort of in the same terms as a, a political evolution, right? Or as coming into one's negritude in a white supremacist society, right? It happens in stages. And and to get to the place that you are, what it what is now referred to as unapologetically or audaciously black, right? Mm-hmm. That that's not that's not a, a starting place, you know. Right. That's not a starting place, and, and for many of us, especially those of us who didn't grow up in in communities that were were culturally exclusive. Right. And so for me, I think that that. There had to be first the awakening. And if there was a resistance, it was resistance to the truth. I think it's what you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Lying to myself. I didn't want that to be true. Right. Right? Because when you look at people, like when you're first diagnosed, typically, if you are diagnosed with a relapsing remitting, I'll say, typically you don't show any form of visible disability um, for for quite some time right and the the saying is oh you look so normal so everyone is looking at you for years and years that you're looking so normal because Dana went for you know a long time mm-hmm. without having to use any mobility device or mm-hmm. anything like that and mm-hmm. I did as well um, and everybody's like god I can't even tell you I have MS and I used to like really relish in those comments and be like, yes. oh, wow, you know, I felt good. And yeah, I'm thinking, right. that's really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that somebody yeah. would say that. Like, you don't look you don't look sick. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to look like? Right. Well, we you know, know, we know um, what they think yeah. we're supposed to look like, though. Right? That's the thing. <laughs> There's a supposed to to it, right? Because it's like, yeah. nah, you're supposed to look like prior. Right, you're supposed to have slurred speech. Yeah, you're supposed to look like a net fun cello. You're supposed to be sitting there shaking, and if yes. that's not what's happening, right, is really hard for people outside of your body to understand what's happening inside of your body. And I think that that's one of the things 
that that is most challenging to try yeah. to communicate right especially to your 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 immediate community and the people who've been around your life right mm-hmm. that as you become aware right for me it 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 wasn't beginning in this place of of resisting and and getting to an idea of accepting even the awareness of paying close enough to attention to my body to think about oh what does it feel like that i need a nap right now mm-hmm. i mean right now i'm going to sleep do you know what i mean and right. and give myself permission to do that instead of mm-hmm. forcing my way through instead of jacking my body filled with caffeine so i could so i can function i thought right, right? that piece of it for me was the first time that i got anywhere near acceptance i i think yeah do you know i mean that's a mm-hmm. lot to that's a lot to it is ask of somebody on this journey i think it is so you know just looking at this meme one of the first lessons you learn no accepting is not one of the first lessons that i learned at yeah, all. I'd say it's nope. very like. I mean, even if you're going to make a number sheet for that list, you, that's eight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Well, I mean, just in the you know thinking about the A word, so accept, adjust, adapt. Just when you were talking, Carlos, you used aware, awaken. I mean, there are all, and those are things that come before accepting. Yeah. I think you have to have some sort of awakening. That doesn't occur until you find yourself in a situation of needing to evolve, right? Talked about what it was like for you before you needed a mobility device and, 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 and what it was like interacting with people, praising the physicality that, that remains, right? And I still experience huge waves of of honestly of guilt right of sometimes imposter mm-hmm. syndrome at the fact that i have mm-hmm. as much mobility as i do i love no, that you said that i have to just interject really quickly because i feel the same way i feel like and i've told dana this that sometimes yeah. i feel guilty because I, we both took the same um, disease modifying therapy, which was Lemtrada. And my walking was like really, really off. And I was using a cane and, you know, like just terribly off. But now I feel as if I can run again. I'm not going to, but my legs are fine. I'm not using any mobility device. I don't like when I get out of bed, I don't think, oh my God, let me, let me take one step first and then the second step. Like, I don't even think about it. I just do it. And so I'm feeling that guilt. It's like a tremendous get like, Oh my gosh, my I'm leaving my MS yeah. brothers and sisters where they are and and I'm doing so much better. I mean, it's still here, you know. But I yeah. Well, and, and it is still here, right? And it still shows up. It's not it's not that it's going to go anywhere. Right. I I have you know, when I'm having a flare, it is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um I would not wish it on anybody, right? I've I've referred to it as my gnome. It feels like a little dude crawls up onto my skull and like just kind of maybe takes a pickaxe, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And just yeah. just goes at it, just yeah. starts going at it, and then stops, 
and waits for anywhere from 15 seconds to a minute and then just does it again for like three seconds, right? Yeah. And just hangs out there for like a week. Like, I got gotcha, you, right? <laughs> yeah. And and so that happens. And, and it definitely, I find myself in bed. I find myself uh, living, as we talked about before, right? That spoony life. Like, I just want to be spooned. I want to spoon my pillow and pass that. Leave me alone. Right. And that is still part of it and and was difficult is not wanting to right because oh gross it's so gross but it's so multifaceted for me and i imagine for all of us right but i before i knew and when i was walking around blindly thinking i'm enabled right like all of us because i grew up in the united states and if you grew up in the united states or in proximity to it uh, I have many eating disorders, right? Because we don't have food. Uh, we have, you know, food-like substances, and <laughs> right, right, uh, yeah. and definitely growing up in the '70s and '80s, uh, you know what? What late era Gen X folk, what millennials? In my mind, I'm like, what folks don't know about is the the beginning of the Costco's, the beginning of the Sam's market, the beginning of these giant box stores, right? And how mm -hmm. folks were just eating whatever garbage, whatever, right? And as we were doing this, having absolutely no idea what was going on, mm -hmm. no levels of awareness in terms of the places that we would evolve to and what it is to live an authentic life. And as I look at my own journey through this and I think about the places that I began and what I was walking around thinking about my physicality as enabled, knowing that I was doing damage inadvertently, not only to myself and the stuff I was putting in, but in what I would put out, right? Like a lot of these people who had lost weight, I had to because of a doctor who was like, yo, you, you got to handle. And as I did, all the Instagram posts, all the cute little, oh, look at me working out, look at me getting fit, look at me doing anything I can to not be you, right? <laughs> That's the, like, how inhumane. Right. And to now find myself in this place where it's like being told directly by the doctors, yo, you better keep working out. And at the same time being like, okay, I want to inspire my community to, right. to do what we can. And I don't want to be that jerk making people feel bad that they're not able to do what I can. And what's too much to share, what's not enough, and is, ugh, right? It's just a really, really, I mean, there's so many variables in the community and there's so many lives to live. And the only thing that we can do is be authentic and be ourselves and be vulnerable and allow people to see it and know that that full spectrum of how we show up is there. But being at what Abel's considered to be the lucky end of that spectrum comes with being in that dual mindset all the time of like, yo, do I talk about it? Do I represent it? Or do I be quiet? Right? Because it's not really my place. I don't look like I like that poster y'all was talking about. Am I the face of MS? I don't know. Right, but making that decision that like, nah, I'm doing right. this. This is who I am. I'm gonna live it. And and I'm going to take the knowledge 
that I gained in my previous life as an abled in terms of making sure that I'm not doing it from this place of shaming, but it's really from a place of like, yo, how do we build together? Because whatever we got is what you got. What are you doing with it today? Well, a couple of things. One, another A word, authentic. Authenticity mm -hmm. is something that I think we can add mm. to this whole little equation or yes. you know, yeah. acceptance, adjusting, adapting, being authentic, one thing. But another thing that I was thinking about when you had brought up, you know, just kind of the institutionalized way of being in the United States. So the Costco's and the sand, like that whole, I don't even want to know what you would call it, vacuum of, I don't know. But, and I'm not sure like how this, what you said that made this pop into my mind, but I think that we, and when I say we, I will, I'll just talk about people who are chronically ill. We have been brainwashed to think that mm. being able-bodied is normal and that's how we should be. Yes. An able body doesn't really mean anything. So, and I, Don, we had talked about this another time. So we, I, it bothers me to no end the MS stories that you hear about. So-and-so has MS, but she ran a 15,000 right, right, right. mile marathon. Triathlon or something. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah. Right. What does that, yeah, so right. is that what we should aspire to? Somebody who is able-bodied? Or like, is it better if I can run and walk, but yeah. my mind is shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do those, you know what I mean? Like, so the able body is something that in the United States that we yeah. aspire to. Right. A you know what I mean? To have an able look. body. Exactly. Yes. yes, absolutely. And it's like, we are, I mean, there's so much ableism yes. within the disability community yeah. that it's really shameful. It is. And there are some days when, I, and I'm going to now speak just for mm. an MS, as an MS patient, mm. I wake up and I go out in the world and I'm throwing on, you know, I have sweats and a t-shirt and, you know, my hair's all over. And I'm like, I don't, I feel like shit. I am not an able-bodied person. I am not this all, this person who has it all together. Yeah, I look quote normal, but I don't. Like my body is screaming and pulling at me from every direction. I'm not normal. I am not, or what you deem as normal. I am not, like I'm going to have to use the handicap space because I'm not going to be able to walk too far into the, into Target, you know? Um, and, and so I, I feel that, I feel that resistance of, you know, fighting against the world. You know what I mean? The world that sees you as, you know, looking okay. And me wanting to kind of stay there. Because I do. I want to, like like Carlos said, I want to spoon. Yeah. I want to spoon my pillow and just lay there. But here, here's another thing, though. Don, we were talking uh, earlier before we started recording. It took me a long time to use a cane for the first time. Yes. Because knowing that in retrospect, it would have made my life so much easier, but I didn't want to use that cane because I would appear, you name it, 
weak, you know, whatever. We resist using those adaptive devices because uh, you're calling me out. You're calling me out anymore. You know what I mean? But I, it's I mean, also vanity. Yeah. It's because I I feel you. I was the same way. My friends were like, "Oh, just get your cane and let's go." And I would, mm-hmm. I purposely isolated myself from my friends and just hanging, mm-hmm. kind of hanging out, because I didn't want to use the cane. And my girlfriend's like, "We're mm-hmm. just gonna bling it out and make it look pretty, and people will, you know, look at the bling instead of like looking at you walking weird." And I'm just like, "Okay, I don't want anyone to notice me." Period. Right. One. If <laughs> yeah. No, but we do. The able body is what we should aspire to. And I'm not saying that I believe that, but that's what society tells us. Well, and a hyper able body, right? That's that's the thing of it. That's a lot of where my dysmorphia comes from. Mm -hmm. Right. And and so add to that the fact that that the exercise regimen that I had adapted to previously, speaking of adaption, Right, that that there was no way that that whether I was in perfect health and balance, whether I was able-bodied or not, that maintaining that level of of dedication to physical work it is going to be sustainable. Not the kinds of right. things that I was doing, right? Right, and I was rewarded for that, mm-hmm. right, in ways that encouraged me to keep doing it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. and got on that same cycle. And it's only here on this side of it. Again, thankful for MS. And I'm trying and and now I'm trying to accept the reality that I've come to understand that you can have good I- ideas or you can have good abs. <laughs> because yeah. there's not time to do both. Right. Yeah. Like if you can, you're going to do 500 sit-ups, you're going to read a book about your health and figure out what you need to do. Right. To continue to right. be as healthy as you can. Right. Those are two very, very, very different things. And one of those is aesthetic. Right. One of those is not about health, yes. about wellness. Right. It's about this aesthetic and it's about this false aesthetic. And one that even in African bodies that we might be able to achieve it would need to be in a system and indigenous bodies would need to be in systems that had decolonized diets, that had decolonized lives, that were not living under capitalism. But we are, Mm -hmm. right? And so what is this idea of trying to achieve this pinnacle that doesn't exist anyway Mm-hmm. Right. And I know what it is. And letting go of it, you know, is part of why I have to be that, that hypercritical of it. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, OK, what is it that was that was dishealth? What was the imbalance in living in that way? Because there's imbalance there. And what does it mean yeah. to be able to live in health? Right. I love that. Like the pinnacle that doesn't exist. Like, who are we trying to be? So once right. you have decided, okay, I'm not going to resist, I will adapt, um, or I will adjust or accept, like, what comes next? What do you do? You know what I mean? Which which stage do you go to? Like, where? You know, um, I think, like you said, Dana, you are aware because you want to be authentic. You want to be mm-hmm. yourself, you know. I This is who I am now. 
you know, yeah. um, I'm not hiding from it, which I did for many years. And yeah. I don't know if you guys have family members or not that kind of like my mother, I will say, um, God bless her. She'll, she would say, well, don't, if I would meet someone, for example, this was prior to me, you know, having a child or anything, I would go on a date, like, don't tell them you have MS. And it's like, well, who am I then? Like, what, who am I presenting mm. to the world? And why am I trying to, what am I trying to reach? Like, where am I trying to go? You know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's really, I, I think that that's the biggest thing for me, like being able to accept the fact that everything in my life has to be adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really does. It really does. Right. Like if you meet somebody and there's even a, 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 a chance of a feeling that you think that there could be a relationship that is worth investigating. Right. Mm-hmm. How can you do that and have MS if they don't know? Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, sometimes I'm just going to not, I'm just gonna not. Right. I'm not gonna show up. I'm not gonna be there. I'm not gonna call you about it. I'm just gonna not. Right. Yeah. I, maybe I forgot. Even I might even be dressed. I might be doing something else because I forgot. I don't know. Because I'm mess. And and if they don't know that that Jesus, we were talking, and I called Mylan Mylar. <laughs> For 10 minutes. You know what I mean? I know the difference. You just, I didn't know the difference. That's a lie. You told me right before we started talking that my law is actually the stuff balloons are made out of. I forgot that. I don't know. How am I going to pretend? Right? Like, I, somebody tell them my, my, my law is missing. What if, what if I, I got to tell them I'm disabled. Of course. It's going to be problems. So do it's you going to be see problems. And that's I I'm glad you mentioned that. Do you see yourself as disabled right now? Like have yeah. you accepted that? Okay. But okay. now, but 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 that's the other part though, right? Because I can say it now, right? Mm. We talked about it before. Do I talk about it? I talk about it very openly, both in trainings mm. and in comedy. I, I and with anybody who I know, right? And um I still haven't gotten my placard to park in the appropriate places that I need to because yeah. that would mean that I have a, a, a disabled placard and that makes it super real. And that yes. Yes. yes, it does. Oh my gosh. Yes. When so I got yeah, mine, it, so and it says permanently disabled. I, permanently. Got the I was like, oh, wow, this is real. And so yeah, and I, like, with you. I could take this with me anywhere in anyone's car. Yes. Because I'm in it. Permanently right. me. Right. It's right. Me. <laughs> I'm the problem. But how like, do you oh, want- shit? Exactly. And for someone like me who is like all spiritual and esoteric at times, I I feel like nothing is permanent. I live in this right. world of impermanence. So mm-hmm. how can I accept that word? Because I don't believe that everything is permanent. I really don't. But in this reality, in this realm, I have to mm-hmm. be this person. I have to be right. this woman. And I will act accordingly. The, you know, that's like the whole thing that I hate. I have MS, but MS doesn't have me. Yes, uh-huh. it does have you. It has you. <laughs> right? Try to yeah. get up when you have a flare day and tell me that. Thank you. Yes. 
MS has you. It's so hold like this, that. Hold I, this heavy ass pot and tell me it don't got you. Let me see. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have MS, but MS it does doesn't. Yes, it does have you. Right. Shit. MS has me. Even that hashtag I use, MS Warrior, I'm like, I don't know, man. That was from when I was a, still like the same jerk who was like running marathons and thinking on the back, <laughs> I'm going to write of my shirt. You're getting beat by a middle-aged man with MS, right? <laughs> like, I'm that asshole. So, I, I, like, now I'm like, dude, that's garbage. What? You have no idea whether the disabilities are out there. You don't know what yeah. people are doing. Yeah. People might be running for their uncle or their auntie with MS. You don't know nothing, right? right? Yeah. All right. right, you're like, ah, you get beat by this old gray MS having, ugh, what an asshole. And now right. I can't even do it, right? I mean, maybe I could. I don't know. Like, I, I, the last yeah. time I tried to really run, I got as far as 10 before I had a flare. And then I'm, like, back down to zero again, right? Mm -hmm. Like, now I could run three. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. But, like, yeah, no, I know I'm not. I don't know. I don't know if I'm an MS warrior. I don't know what that is. Who am I at war with, even? Like, what? I don't have any weapons. It's not like <laughs> But, you know. A lot of people, there are people who really resist that MS warrior. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad you guys are bringing this up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like at first I thought it was kind of cheesy, just like the MS doesn't have me bullshit. Right, right, right. right but right. like when you have MS, you're at war with everything, your body, mm. with society that is not set up for people with disabilities okay. at all. No. Okay. I mean, that's what we're at war with, really. Okay. I mean, fuck being at war with MS. Because the reality is, is until there's a cure, we have it. And we just have to adapt, adjust. But we're, I don't know. I mean, living as somebody with a disability in this world, you are at war with... Everything. 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 Yes. Everything. Amen. Everything. Yeah. No, and it Absolutely. doesn't stop. And it doesn't stop. You're right. You're right. No. You're right. But yeah, I can no, see both yeah. sides. I see, I hear what you're saying, Carlos, and I see that. And it's like, because sometimes I cringe, you know, especially on days that you're not feeling so hot and you're having mm -hmm. a flare. And it's like MS Warrior. And it's like, no, I, well, I'm not winning this battle right now. That, that's just like you're so brave. Uh, <laughs> you MS warrior. Right. You're so brave. Right. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. How come you're not more scared right now? Like, what? Wait. I, what? 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 I wasn't. Why'd you say that? What'd I do? Right. <laughs> Did you see something? Did some MS slip out? What right. happened? <laughs> you're so strong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't have a choice. Right. What yeah. what else am I gonna do? Just lay there? No. Yeah. Well, and even if you do that, like you can't do that. Right. Right. Like if you just lay in there, you're thinking, right? I, I, the people I know with MS have have as much as their ability allows for them to do it. Right. Lived into their physicality. Right, whatever that is, whatever shape it takes, lived into that physicality, have lived into uh, decolonized diets, even if it's out of necessity, it's still being done, mm -hmm. right? And have lived into this awareness. And as you said, it's 
it's the opportunity for freedom again. And I know it's a shitty, shitty path. I know it is. I don't want anyone to have to take it, mm-hmm. right? But to get free to the point that you know, yup, I need actual made meals for real. And mm-hmm. to know, yup, I need actual help to get this done. Yes. Because I got too much going on. I yes. can't. Right? And to get okay with that. Right? To be like, yo, you know what? I am. I'm going to spend the money to get the meal service because I need that. I can't do this. Yep. Or, or I'm going to keep eating an apple every night. Uh, you know, whatever. Right. But I'm not going to be maintaining a balance doing a, a limited diet because I don't have the, the wherewithal to cook. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there, there are those trade offs. If you want to live in cleanliness. Yes. Right? I certainly have issues with the idea of hiring a domestic worker. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. I've done that. I know what that is. I know what that is. Right. Yeah. But I know right. what the difference is if you don't compensate, right. right? If you don't treat them with humanity, now you're distanced from what's happening. But now if you do, you have the opportunity to treat yourself with humanity as well. Absolutely. And allow yourself, yo, I got to be taken care of a little bit. I'm disabled. You need help. Exactly. And for a long time, I, you know, having a child, it's like, how can I cook for myself and my child? Like I was only cooking for him and I ended up losing all this weight because I'm like, I only have enough energy just to do what I need to do for him. So you do, you know, look into the hiring some, a meal service or, you know, a personal chef as they call them or whatever that, you know, or somebody to come in and help you clean. Like you can't do it yourself. But think about it. This. What about the folks who can't? That like is this is like a very, this is a very privileged conversation. Huge. Yes, that we're having right now Huge. because the average person can't do that. No, that costs money. That costs resources. No. That rich people yeah. problems. Yeah, right. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I mean, you know, eat vegan and. Oh, no, I'm just trying to survive. Right, right, right. You know, and that's the reality for most people. Absolutely. And, and if I tell the real truth, like I'm not talking shit about what I know I'm supposed to do as opposed to what I do, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Because it is. It's the ideal. It's yes. the ideal. But I'm saying that looking in my messy ass apartment, knowing I'm about to eat that right. apple in my refrigerator when we get done. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. But, and even think, Don, we had this conversation a while ago, you know, like, who was that? We, um, the therapies and the things that we're told that may be beneficial for MS. Oh, equestrian, equestrian therapy. therapy. Right, yeah. Who can afford that? Exactly. Equestrian therapy. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about with the guy with the horses? They tell us the guy with the yeah. horses? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, on, right. Listen, look. That, okay. That's fine. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's fine. So, look, I, whatever. Look, I got an uncle. I love him. I love him. He knows I love him. Okay. Um, and he's fancy. I'm fancy, but um, he's equestrian fancy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Which, which is cool. Which is cool. And I talk about rich people problems, yo. 
what? Do you know what it costs <laughs> to feed a horse to keep up? Where am I going to go get a horse? Right. I, have I can't afford a car. Where am I going to get a horse? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Right. I mean, yeah. that's nice. I'm sure it would, I, I, I bet it would be helpful, but come on. Right. Come on. Absolutely. Stem cell research would be dope too. I mean, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, right. There's things that would be helpful. Well, we talked about this in another podcast, uh, few, uh, maybe like episode 28. We talked about the cost of having MS and the cost of the different uh, therapies that are out there. And then if you want to do alternative medicine, the cost of that. So if it's you bananas. are still, it's crazy. And if you're still lucky enough to have good insurance like Blue Cross Blue Shield or Signal or Aetna or something like that, that's even questionable if it's good. But anyway, the mainstream insurance is... People can, you know, um, use their insurance to pay for some of the alternative therapies. However, you still have a high copay, so yeah. it gets you all all around. But then, if you're on Medicare or Medicaid, it's like, or mm -hmm. have no insurance or the mm -hmm. Affordable Care Act. Like, how do you survive? How can I? Ex and so, it, I go back to what we are discussing. How can I accept? How can I adjust? How can I not resist? Because everything, and like Dana said, every part of my life has been affected. Yeah. No, and it's got to be a continual factor, right? It's a continual yes. factor. Yes. You know, as, as, you know, for instance, as I'm transitioning out of the first salaried position that I have been in for any significant period of time, right? I did, mm -hmm. I did a half a decade as a, as a director at a nonprofit. And um, I'm transitioning out of that back into primarily independent employment. And I, I, for the first time, right, that insurance question comes up for me very heavily mm -hmm. in ways that it never did, right? And, and at that, I look at the other thing that still drives me nuts is I look at what is supposed to be these inspirational stories, <laughs> of somebody got the funds together to pay off all their debts from all their treatments because they got it. They got, they got to go fund me yeah. and a benefactor. And, and so now it's all over Buzzfeed and we're all supposed to be applauding. I'm like, what, 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 what gilded age fuck system are we living in? That we've got a healthcare lottery online based on popularity contests and memes. Like mm -hmm. that, if you get the best meme, you get the best healthcare. What is that? Right. That's not right. a healthcare system. That's not a healthcare system. No. I want to call Owen too, but I'm like, I don't know. Should I? There's someone worse off. They've got that, got a better story. And even if I do, who's being helped? What's happening? Well, how come I can't just go see a doctor? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's baffling. And then I think about how many of us statistically, right, have no health care, are underserved by our health care, are holding down mm -hmm. two or three jobs and don't have health care because none of them is a single full-time job, mm -hmm. right, and have MS and yeah. have rheumatoid arthritis. Yes. Right. And have eczema. Nay, you know, it doesn't have to be something mm -hmm. that is debilitating. Right. 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 You know, it could just be it could the presentation could be 
off four people. Right. And if that's off, right? I mean, it's one of the things I've talked about before. I will talk about my disability out the gate just because if I do that, I now know that I've got audiences in a position where anything I say about race is going to be less uncomfortable than the thought that maybe some of my MS would rub off and get on them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, you're disabled? Oh, my God. Oh, you could say anything, right? I mean, it's just right. like, I got a card now. Now what? What you going to say? What you going to say? Right. I, and if I say something too offensive, I'm going to blame it on the dead spot. So don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> we're friends. You know, I'm being vulnerable with you, so now I get to be vulnerable with you too. I'm gonna tell you some things about you. But that, that yeah. you know, that is the benefit that comes from it. Again, if you're willing to walk through what it takes to get to that place of freedom, and I don't blame anybody who doesn't at all. Right? I know that I am a male presenting masculine presenting person. So when you talked earlier about like not wanting to be seen, immediately I was like, oh, yo, right. Everybody can't just print out. We can't all just like, <laughs> I'm going to get a studded cane. I'm going to make it look like a limp. I'm, it's going to, you know, it's, I'm, I'm pipping. This is fine. I got it. Right. Right. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't yeah. translate. The gender rules don't translate that way. No. You know, well, it's interesting that you say that. And Don, you know, I was, what you were talking about before about, you know, being resistant to using the cane, wanting to isolate yourself, totally get it. But thinking about the friends who said, let's just bling out the cane and people will pay attention to the cane and not you, or not your walking. I don't want people to pay it. I'm not some sort of like prop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to make myself a spectacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what that is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like not saying uh, because I like the cane that I had um, when I was fortunate to only need a cane um, had like little rhinestones around the thing. You know, I wasn't flashy or anything like that. But people do like to use people with disabilities as props. They do. So I'm just thinking, like, just even the idea of saying something that, like, I want a cane that's blinged out. No, I don't want to draw attention to my limitations. Well, right. Okay, but you say that, right? And then this is your podcast, though. You know what I'm saying? No, right. No, exactly. I mean, it took three years ago. I would not have been able to do this. There you go. What about you, Don? Yeah. No, yeah. I, it's it's so it's so funny to me. It's funny, but not not funny. Yeah. When I okay, so Dana and I met Carlos. We met on the and our listeners on the Limtrata page. Okay. Patients and Limtrata is one of those other disease modifying therapies. So she and I were both taking it. Dana started a year before I did. So the first she was in her round two, I was in round one. Mm. So I always saw this person and I'm like, Hey, she is so dope. I think we are vibing. You know, we have so many things in common. So I said in my round one, I'm like, we need to do a podcast. We need to do something. Cause she had right. so much to say. I had so much to say. And we had very similar things, you know, a lot mm. in common. So we both talked about it. And then Dana was like, I don't know. I'm not ready. And so yeah. I just kind of let it sit 
let it ride for a while. And I didn't hear from her. I was like, Oh my God, did I make her mad? I don't know. You know? And then she also prior, even prior to that, she was like, I don't talk about it on my personal Facebook page. So don't, don't, Mm. you know, basically don't mention it. You didn't say it like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, No, right. No, but we know what we say. If one of us says that to the other one, that's, you know, keep it on the low low. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so then I think, I don't know, maybe like it, it took a year for Dana to be like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this podcast. Mm. And so then that's when it happened. You came out, and that, if you will. And that, right. And that was, shit, 13, 12, 13 years into my disease. Yeah. I was finally ready to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, right. And it, it is, is coming out. And it is coming out if you're fortunate yes. enough to still have full mobility, right? If you've still got your faculties right. when, you, when you are diagnosed, right? Then you right. got to come out. It's yeah, it was 15 for me. Yeah, yeah. So she and I both, because I never talked about it on my page. Never, right? ever. And people are like, yo, when when we started to talk about it, and then I posted a video or something, and then um, I did this thing for the dispensary uh, in Maryland, and um, it talked about me having a mess, and people were like, Dawn, you're my hero. I never knew this was happening to you. And I totally forgot you had MS. I got a lot of those. Uh, so, yeah, it was uncomfortable for a while. Uh, yeah. That makes me cringe. That part of You're my hero. But that's the thing, though. It is. Right? That's the thing. And I do think about this quite a lot because I think about, in particular, I think about Arthur Ashe, right? And mm-hmm. I remember... <laughs> yes, I'm dating myself, and I'm fine with that. I'm real good. With that. Uh, <laughs> I remember Arthur Ashe too. Right? So, yeah. Okay, right. So we remember yeah. what was going on and what the climate was, right? Globally, because it was not in America, but globally, in the AIDS crisis, right? And Arthur Ashe had very actively taken the mantle of being a, a civil rights warrior, right? And and actively allowed himself to be the first black dude to X, Y, or Z. And, and did it openly and bravely, right. right? And very, very actively when he was diagnosed had said, I am not interested in being the poster boy for AIDS, mm-hmm. right? I got too much going on. I, you don't know the life I've already lived having to be black my entire life. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be the black dude with AIDS and the best tennis player ever to have walked the planet. Like, that's too much. Right, right. right. Yeah. Let Freddie carry that. That's, like, too, that's too much for him, mm-hmm. right? And to be in the place now, and again, after the experience of, of not having the opportunity to share it with my mother while she was alive, and having been a very, very open and very public person my entire life. Again, the freedom and the liberation in being back to that A word from before, authentic, right? And like, mm-hmm. listen, this is the deal. This is <laughs> this is the deal. This is who I am. Right. This is part of it, right? And so I just had the public coming out um, Right before I got blocked on Facebook last time. So I guess that's like two months ago or something. <laughs> right. And and it was a post about the my last infusion or whatever. And I'll put a picture from the hospital okay. and this and this. And mm-hmm. all these like, yo, I didn't even know. I forgot. And the more than you're my hero, the thing that just mm-hmm. makes me want to punch someone in the fucking throat 
Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yes. Yes. Like, look, don't pity me, motherfucker. I, I'm good. If I figure, if I'm coming out, I figured this out. Right. If I'm telling you I'm good, I'm just telling you this is what's up. Right? You post some pictures of your dog eating your eggs. Gross. Like, this is just my life. It's just my life, you know? Not right. bragging. Just got to, you know, just getting an infusion. I'm not bragging. But, yeah, that, that transition and the choice to not be public. Listen, as long as somebody is not prepared to come out, don't come out. Yeah. Right. Don't. But when you're ready, man, the freedom. It, it, I love that because it isn't a cry for help. It isn't a cry for pity. Yes. And it isn't everybody saying, it's not hashtag look at me. No. No. I'm sure that when you posted that, you weren't like, oh, I'm going to get a bunch of likes. Oh, no. Hell no. Right. This is like, I'm scared as hell and I don't want this shit, but I'm coming out and I'm saying this is what's happening to me. And maybe, I don't know if, if you even thought maybe my story will help someone else. I don't even think we, we think that really at that right. time, but it's more of like, it's for you and that's okay. Yes. You know, it's almost like a forgiveness. Like I forgive myself for feeling like shit for so long and right. being able to go through this and endure. I am forgiving myself. So I am coming out and I am sharing this with the world and I am living in my truth and being my authentic self. I don't know. Maybe that's too deep, but that's really what no, I'm it's not. No, yeah, because it's exhausting to hide. So exhausting. Yeah, yeah. and and it's work. Um, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. It's too much work. And yeah. you know, when I'm walking and I look like I'm drunk and I may sway or something, <laughs> like. I, I used to, I used to really be embarrassed, and now, like, I'll walk into a wall or something, you know, like my shoulder or hit it or whatever. Right. And then, you know, I'll like walk by, you know, and there are guys there or what have you, and I'm just like, oh well, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't. And one time I screamed, I was like, I have a mess, and they were just like, oh, right. you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, oh, talk about making a group of people uncomfortable. That's the best. Oh my god! Right. Oh my god! Right. They're just like, oh, look at this worker. Oh no, 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 I have a mess. I just keep it moving. Right. They're just like, oh my god! Oh, that's the best. You have to oh, sometimes, you know. Everybody from now on. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care yeah. if it's an MS stumble or not. If I trip on anything, I'm just looking at anybody. I'm like, hey, I have a mess. I have a mess. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like that that guy that uh the hotel guy he's like it's above me yes, now yes, you know yes. right <laughs> i have a mess yeah. like that's just it right. Right. period i hey, have a mess call- i have a mess <laughs> i have a mess right. i have a shit it was a year ago but i'm thinking of my mother died too again i have a mess and my mother died i can't i can't <laughs> I can't get anything. Oh, what do you need? Right. I can't. I have a mess. My mother died. I have a mess. Right. <laughs> I oh, love it. Goodness. So that's the new. It's above me. Now. Right. I have Please. It. I have yes. Exactly. Yes. Oh my God. I so, love that. I'm gonna do it like dangerous yeah. liaisons. I, that's gonna be what, what? 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 What was that thing he kept saying? Uh, this is beyond what? my control. I, that's yes. It's the same as it's above me. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, I love it. I'm the John Malkovich so, of that shit from now on. I have MS. 
can I can definitely say that these words acceptance adjustment adaptation resistance it has all just led me to being another a word authentic and so that's where i yeah. am that's my new identity what do you yeah. guys think i like I that like honest because yeah because my identity is not ms no you know what i mean but if i'm being authentic ms is a part of it i I can't deny it. I can't resist it any longer. It's a part of me. But yeah, I think authenticity has to be in that I like group. It. I like it. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the yeah. <laughs> my blurt is coming out hard right now. I'm looking at this ribbon and I'm like, how could that be adapted into an A like the Avengers? Oh, right. For authentic. I like it. For authentic. Yeah. And where can I get that tattoo? Cuz I love that. Right? I mean, yeah. that's the thing. It's even before this happened, you know, and we were talking about this a little bit before, but like people would ask me often, how, why are you like this? And and this is before I was diagnosed. But the thing is, the authenticity that I searched for right all through college because i grew up in a very 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 white town really 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 looking for a way a place not to feel out of place right and realize that mm -hmm. the only place that exists is in me and the only way to do mm -hmm. it is by again you know embracing every part that came into it including all of the parts that I don't like, including the parts that I still don't like and I have to face and they're ugly and they're hard, right? But MS is not that exclusively. And and again, right. Right. These, are the, these are the paths to freedom. These are the things that buff us, that give us our shine, that give us our swag. Because if you haven't gone through it, right, that gallows humor is not, you know, is, mm -hmm. is not yours. Don't use it. Don't right. nobody else say this to me. Any of this crazy shit I said today. If you don't have MS, don't say it. Right. Right. <laughs> but if but if you're disabled, yeah. right? On the spectrum, and I don't care if you're disabled, cool. We have some things we can talk about. And right. we have some shared experiences. And and hell, we have we three. And anybody else who's carrying, who is ready to come out, right? Who's ready to like really be specific. We have the opportunity to show each other that there's a path of living authentically and that can help us to live in a place of harmony and that can let us be happy and continue to be happy, right? In a world that is trying so hard to make that impossible. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. I love that. That like me too. That just like that's like it sums it up. Thing. Yeah. Yes, it does. And that's it why does. we needed your perspective. I, I love yes. that we have, you know, um your your outlook and just your word yes. everything coming from a man that you know, balancing this. You know, yes. That's wonderful. <sighs> Thank you so much for 
joining oh, us again, Carlos. Yeah, thank this you. Is, you yeah. Know, I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's yes. do it again in yes. six months. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we remember. Right, right. right. exactly. Somebody, yeah, no, somebody listen, joke. try and remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> If that the mylar, right, right, all that helium gonna get loose in my brain. I'll be floating around, all right. light and shit. Yeah, I'm no. not drunk. My mylar broke. Right. I'm not uh, and I have MS. <laughs> I have MS. Right. I have MS. That's my mylar is not letting get away. Oh, right, right, mylar. How many times did I say it? Oh. Jesus. <laughs> oh, 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 I can't. Bless my. I can't. Oh, I can't. It's wonderful. All right. So, so thank you again, Carlos, and thank everybody for tuning in to Myelin and Melanin. You can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin. And what do we always say, Don? Well, you can find us on YouTube. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. We're going to start posting videos soon. We have like three or four. Yeah. Right. Right, So thanks again, everyone. And we will talk to you soon. Oh, one second. Where where can Carlos, Carlos, where can people find you? Because I would love for people to find you. See, this is where I'm supposed to know all my socials and stuff. Uh, I can be found at uh, Twitter at Caballo Negrito, uh, which is uh, C-A-B-A-L-L-O-N-E-G-R-I-T-O. And I'm on Instagram at El Caballo Negrito. Uh, And for those uh, monolingual folk among us, that translates to Black Stallion. Um, And I can be found on Facebook when I'm not in Facebook jail and uh, <laughs> that is uh, at least three months at a time usually and that is just under my name at Carlos Karim Wyndham okay. thank, you. thank you thank you and yes thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you soon talk to bye. you soon bye